This is a Broad Pods production. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. Broad Radio. Here for more. Hello and welcome to Broad Radio. I'm Joe Stanley. My guest co-host today is Bryony Dawson. Aren't I lucky to have you on this very well-organised day? It is an absolute pleasure to be here, Joe. Thank you very much for having me. You know, we're a little hysterical, or at least I am, to begin a Tuesday morning because both of our guests, unfortunately, have fallen over already this They've morning. They've fallen over. They walked outside and then they just fell over. It happens when you're going live. So we were to be joined by Madonna King, who is a best-selling author, and she's written this amazing book about uh, teen girls called L Platers. Poor old Madonna, her uh, connection was no good. And she's about to go on national television as well. So in the end, she was like, oh, can we reschedule? Fair enough. Fair enough. You're absolutely right. Yes. Um, and then also we were to be joined by Audrey Aura, who is well she's only fans one of only fans most or highest earners i guess you would say yep. one of the most successful models on mm-hmm. only fans but audrey is unwell so she can't join us either so you're stuck with me joey <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay though because an unbelievable you know turn of events uh we have stacy peters who is the female pathway manager for golf australia joining us to talk about the incredible win from australia's minji lee yesterday in the u.s women's open i'm so thrilled that she's been able to join us at such late notice and kerry sackville is going to be joining us as well who we absolutely adore author columnist regular on broad radio so she'll be joining us as well and we have you Bryony. i'm just here but what a network you have joe to be able to like pull in such great guests at the last minute well done well honestly that is due to our incredible producers we have cecilia ramsdale who's pulling strings in the back there and emma race who you know well as i well, do know who, emma race very well yeah so we have to give credit where it's due there Absolutely. i honestly have just been sitting here calmly drinking my coffee going well i can't do anything and i've also been doing the same joke so well done so Bryony, mm. you're new to broad radio I am. And new to me in a way. Like we, I feel like, you know, I'm a little bit in love with you, but we've only just met like. Yeah, we met at the W Awards, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. All the relationships that may have started at the (laughs) AFLW Awards. And since then we've exchanged two or three emails and already in the third email, you got quite personal with me (laughs) asking, what should, what should I call you if I was to use a nickname? Yes. Because Joe, like I like to use people's full names. So when you when you call, I go, "Hello, Joe Stanley. How are you?" <laughs> um, but then I was like, "Can I call you Joey, or can I call you Stanners?" I like both. I yeah. get both. Yeah, Joey. Oh, you do get Stanners. You do get Joey and Stanners. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's a funny thing when you go straight in and go, "Okay, Brani feels very Brani. It's very Brani. formal. Yeah. It's a long name. It's a big name. It's hard to spell. It's hard to say. People get emotional about it. It's. I've got to tell you that I've had to develop a little trick to make sure that I actually spell your name correctly. What do you do? You do. I, I go Bry Honey. Bry Honey. Yeah. <laughs> Bry honey, no E, Bry honey. People have been doing that for a long time. Okay. Yeah. So I'm now going to just call you B. Yep. Yeah, go with B. Is B all right? B's, B's very good. Okay. Happy with B. 
So if you are watching live, welcome. Um, it is a little, it's basically almost a completely improvised show today. I mean, yep. it always is, but yep. now we've just pulled it together and we really, anything could be happening. But if you would like to share and join us on the conversation, if you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, of course, we always welcome that. We love it when you um, share your thoughts along the way. And you can always catch up on every episode via our podcast, Broad Radio On The Go, wherever you get your podcasts. And why wouldn't you go back and listen to this one again? Because <laughs> anything we got high hopes. We got high hopes. So tell me, though, okay, B. Um, yes, I, Joey. I know you from as a sports broadcaster now. Yes. You've kind of exploded onto the AFLW stage, doing incredible things. Um, you were at the AFLW Awards doing special comments, interviews and yes. stuff, and we see you boundary side as well, and yes. you're hosting Women's Footy now. Yes. Where did you come from, though? Because you're a singer. Yes, where did I come from? That is, we're going to go right back to the beginning, Joe. No, no, but like, you know, you've kind of, you've this incredible dynamic entertainer. Yep. And then you've you've gone over the fence to sport. Yeah, well, I had to, um, I had to pivot during lockdown, you know, as an entertainer, like our industry was just decimated. And I, I was doing a little bit um, like online entertainment. I was running game shows for corporates and that kind of stuff. It's highlight of my career. <laughs> and um, and then I saw uh, something online um, called the Making the Call um, program for um, female women sports broadcasters. Um, and I was like, I could do that. Like, I love sport. And I was like, I didn't know that I could do that, that that was a thing. Like, how am I great so um, I applied and that's how I met um, Emma and Lucy Race and um, just the love affair started there and they're such incredible uh, people and mentors for me and um, all the women and people who have been through the Making the Call program and uh, yeah and I'm just so incredibly um, lucky and honoured to have had the opportunities that have come to me from from that and you know I was saying to Aaron Lucy in the beginning you know um, I'm not sure where I fit you know I'm not an ex-player um, and I'm not a journo and, and I'm like you know so I'm trying to work out where I fit in this and that one was like okay let me tell you where you fit and it was like bang 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 and, and so, where do you think you fit um, I think I fit to be able to bring um, you know like an entertainment factor to women's sport and especially footy I think because we're in um, you know, in the first seven years and it's building and I think so many, um, we're still trying to prove ourselves that we know what we're doing, that we know how to play the game, that we're this and we're good and we can analyse it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think now we're far enough into it that we can sort of relax into it. You know, we know how to play the game. We know how to talk about the game. Now it's time to like really sink our teeth into it and get the personalities and the next superstars of, of AFLW. It's interesting you say that because I, I had a visceral like a body memory then to when I started in comedy and then when I started in radio and you're in the room with what you feel are like the big guys, right? Yeah. So often, almost always men in yeah. my world, maybe yeah. for you too. Yep. And you had this sense that you were like this little kind of, this little kid trying to, hey, hey, hey. And you're like really trying to impress. And then after a couple of years, just going, oh, I can do it my way. Yeah. And just really settling into that. Yep, Has 100%. there been a real sort of sense of that energy? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And I think people are just, um, you know, coming into it. And I think the people that are watching it are um, 
feeling that way now too, where it's not just like, we're not just lucky to be involved now. We are, this is our space and we're going to take up that space and we're going to grow it as well. And, and that comes through in the numbers and the amount of um, women and girls who are taking up uh, sport all like at community levels and that kind of thing and the, and the pathways that have come through, especially for AFLW now. You know, the girls who were watching it when they were young, like sort of 13, are now the ones playing because those pathways have been put in place and it's just amazing and I just can't wait to watch this thing grow and yes. explode. Well, yeah. now that we have the full team, yep. like all the teams yep. have their AFLW teams in place and um, also for the first time we have three female coaches mm-hmm. of AFLW teams, yep. which is, that's extraordinary in itself. It's huge and, and the expansion teams really did have the opportunity to make that point and all these women are so qualified and it's like okay expansion teams female coaches i think it's just one of the most important things they could have done in that. Mm. Yeah. it's interesting to me my daughter plays footy she's 13 right and she's not a natural athlete <laughs> at all yep okay yep she's still struggling to find her form yep great um and I often sort of look at her and I think, what is it about footy that you even want to do? Because let, let me tell you, it was a punish on Sunday when the weather was like sheeting rain sideways, wind, cold, freezing. It was a pretty miserable day. Yep. And yet her team was still out there just, you know, trying their guts out. But so I sort of wonder, what is it about footy that attracts them? But I think it's this sense that you can be physical. You run mm-hmm. around in the mud, yep. which no other sport allows girls to do, yep. really. And you can sort of walk away. It changes her relationship with her body. Yeah. It's really fascinating. It's it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And I used to I used to play down at St Kilda and before we sort of had an AFL competition, I was a bit past my years by date by the time uh, that the AFL came in for me. Um, but I play in the Recklink Community Cup um, every year, which is the um, mu- music industry versus the radio industry. Go the Rock Dogs. Um, and, I, I, you know, going to training, I leave there just so full of energy and excitement because I just love footy and I love the team spirit and I love, you know, just like getting around people and you just, you're just allowed to sort of like embody a different part of yourself and Mm. it's so good. And that camaraderie and, and, and people that you wouldn't normally hang out with and all that kind of stuff. It really, it really makes you grow as a person when you put yourself in those experiences and then competition, good old healthy competition. (laughs) I get the feeling that you're a kind of competitive person. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. My my broken tennis rackets as a child will tell you that I'm very competitive. Do you get a now that you're you know you, you're one of the I suppose you know you're a role model. You're kind of stepping into a role model position. Yep. For you know people like you know players like my daughter who's yep. in the junior junior juniors and right through to all of the different uh different players are you aware of that do you feel like you're kind of stepping into a role modeling yeah i think position yeah i think most people who step um you know into a a public space or in the public eye and that kind of stuff i think you do have to understand the responsibility um that you take on in that as as a role model and that kind of thing and and being a non-binary person as well you know there's lots of queer kids out there who 
um, never had a role model. I know I never had queer role models. When the L word first came on TV, I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> um, and so now, now young people are, you know, exposed to um, so much more and they're able to learn more about themselves in that. So I think visibility is one of the most important things that you can do as a role model and being your authentic self. And so that's where, that's where I try to be as a role model. I don't try and do everything right and I don't try and put that pressure on myself, but just to be visible and be mm. your authentic self, I think is is one of the best things you can do. Yeah, you made that comment when Darcy Vessio shared that they were non-binary, yeah. which yeah. is that it was very a monumental moment. Oh, it was it was absolutely huge. I think that was the comment in the that, that was the line. It was absolutely huge. Yeah, well done. Very profound, Bronnie. Um, but yeah, that took. I I I actually had a phone call with Emma Race, and I was like, you know, talking about what that means for me to be non-binary in this public space, and it was definitely a thought that I had and I was like, am I ready for this? And and that kind of stuff. And Emma was like, yeah, you mm. are. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And once I sort of stepped into that, um, it, I just felt, I felt really good and I felt like I belonged and I felt, um, yeah, the, the sort of, you know, and I had never even officially met Darcy at that stage. And um, yeah, just sort of felt, like you're on the same team, you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. I think it's it's so important to feel that way and have that camaraderie and have that kind of thing in that in that space. Yeah. Um, what has been the response for you to you from other people? You know, in 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 I don't I, like I feel like the AFLW is a really warm, welcoming space. Yes, that 100%. is quite unique. Yes. Um, and in and around the conversation with Darcy and yourself and that that particular story that came out, has there been? A great response to you? Yeah, I definitely at the time um, it was fantastic. It was it was huge uh, for Darcy. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. To um, come out and do that. And I think that the way that it was done was really well done and it was really special. I know that they, um, you know, it's it's really taxing on them. Mm. Um and so, yeah, I think it was a really, really positive response to that. And But in terms of me, um, 
I just sort of went under the radar a bit in that kind of stuff. It's just sort of like a, a commentator on that kind of thing. And um, yeah, but in terms of, of um, cause I didn't really, I didn't want to have to come out again. Mm. And that's been, that's been a big thing uh, with me and the feeling of, I just, I just sort of was like, this is just me now. Yeah. Um, and I didn't uh, come out cause I didn't feel like I wanted to come out again. You know, I did it when I thought I was, a lesbian and I was like, you know, that that's like, that was stressful and it was hard and you put all these expectations on yourself and all that kind of thing. And I just sort of just, just did it. And that was just who I was now. And so, and then people just pick it up as you go along. And I mm. think, um, you know, for me, that's what worked. And I sort of took away the power for other people to be like, this is what we think. It's yeah. like, cause this is just what I am, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and it must be a very strange slash traumatic slash emotional slash, I mean, I can't imagine it because I've not done it myself, but to have to share something so personal in a, in an announcement. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I can, I can absolutely um, feel for everyone who has gone through something like that. Um, and for a lot of people, it's easier than they expected for other people. It's harder than they expected. And people still have those, um, you know, little judgments and, um, people aren't accepted or they might be, but they kind of not. And there's all these like little microaggressions and all that mm. kind of stuff that happened that people don't even, um, realize that ha that happened. You know, for me, one of the most, um, anxiety fueling moments is going to a public toilet because I, I am masculine presenting, you know? And so people see short hair, leather jacket, and they're like, there's a man in the toilet, you know? And so it is, I just like, people like have berated me. They have like come mm. up to me, they look at me, kids get scared of me. Oh. People go and check that they're in the right toilets. So, or like dudes are like, nah, brother, come in here. And I'm like, I think I know what toilet <laughs> I need to be in guys, you know? Um, so yeah, that's like one of the, the hardest things for me. And every time I go in there, I've got to think, what do I look like today? How are people going to perceive me? Do I need to show my face more? Do I need to just hide? If there's not many people in the toilet, I'll wait in the toilet until they're gone and then I'll come out and then I don't, you know, so it's just like, there's so much I have to think about going in there, it's, you know, it's, it's absolutely profound that one of the most basic rights, which yeah. is to go to a toilet yeah. is layered with that. Yeah. And I don't think like 99% of the population wouldn't have any, un would have no understanding of that. No, absolutely no. not. And it's like, there's nowhere for me to go. I can't go to the men's toilets. I don't know if you've been to men's toilets. It's disgusting. I mean, I often what go to men's toilets. <laughs> what are you doing in there, <laughs> men? Why you got to grab shit and throw it everywhere? I know. I, I've never understood it. Because particularly as they have a thing with which to aim, yet they're very bad at right? it. Right? <laughs> like Why you got to do that? It's disgusting. Just park and bark, baby. You know what I'm <laughs> I never understand. I've never understood. And I'm often in men's toilets because I just won't wait in a queue. Like, yeah, I just can't yeah, stand it. That. Like at the MCG or wherever. I'm yeah. like, you're in the men's toilet at the MCG. I have been. Yes. yes. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> night, nightclubs, MCG is the same thing. Yeah. Um. So interestingly, and we were going to speak about this with Madonna King because her book, um, L Platers, actually has a very, um, a long chapter about uh, gender diversity, because for teen teen girls, um, 
it's it's a big conversation for them mm. and you know for even like my daughter as i said is 13 she started high school this year it's heaps of non-binary kids at the school it's yep. a really just a standard conversation now but how do we help them navigate that knowing that they're going into a world where they're going to be looked at like this when they go to the toilet yeah it's um it's difficult and it's but it has come a long way. One of my, I was at a, a barbecue with my high school friends this year and um, one of their daughters, she was like, oh yeah, I know all about the non-binary. And she was telling everyone else about like what it is to be non-binary, what people do and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like this, this little tear like rolled down my face. I was just like, oh my God, people know about this now. And it's young people are having these, conversations and it's like it doesn't even matter where people end up you know and it's just like we're seeing gender now as a more fluid thing and you know masculine doesn't have to mean man and feminine Mm. doesn't have to mean woman and you can just sort of you know look at the spectrum a little bit more and I think that is the very first thing that needs to happen is like open communication about that kind of stuff to be able to for people to like ask themselves those questions and look deeper into themselves and like where do I fit you know Mm. and I think young people ask themselves that question anyway when they're growing up at high school like 13 oh you couldn't pay me to go back to being horrific horrific it's the worst time of your life yeah it's awful it's (laughs) awful so yeah so they're asking these like where do I fit who am I and this kind of stuff and so the fact that we're having conversations around gender that's like one of the the best things that you could do to know that you can sort of not have to be so rigid in mm. that, you know? Mm. I mean, I think it's a beautiful time because for the first, like this isn't, I'm, I'm, my generation were not raised like this, yeah. to be given permission to be who you are. Yeah. Whereas my generation are now parents yeah. and saying, well, because I was not given that permission, I'm going to give it to my children. Yeah. And so it's really exciting because even aside from gender, in every space, I think kids are being given permission to go, well, who am I? And I'm going to be that. And yeah. But it's it comes with a bit of a layer because now they have to answer questions that are sometimes quite adult. Yeah. Like, what are your dreams? What are your hopes? What, what's your purpose? <laughs> what's, what's, your purpose? what's your purpose? Who am I? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, I'm just... I'm just a 15-year-old who really likes playing video games. (laughs) Like, you know, it gets a bit much sometimes. But I also think it's a beautiful time for our kids. But it's up to us to kind of help them navigate that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think think that some of the responsibilities on schools as well to start having these conversations and that kind of stuff, like... Back at back at when I was in high school, like I used to have people leave the the flyers for like the gay group, like the the school like queer group, mm. like in my locker, you know, like and I wasn't out, I didn't come out in high school, and um yeah, it's not like, very subtle. Yeah, it's not it's not very subtle. It's not very. I wore a beret, okay, I wore a beret <laughs> once, and everyone was like. Riley, if you're a lesbian, you're allowed to tell us. Like, it's okay. And I was like, I'm not a lesbian, guys. Okay, you just wore a beret. <laughs> I mean, if there's one sign, if it's there's the beret. Sign, Look out for the berets. It's a polo t-shirt and a beret. <laughs> well, it's awesome to have you on this somewhat chaotic show, but it's just, you know, I couldn't have asked for better, to Thank be honest. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Well, it's been a beautiful 24 hours for Australian sport because – 
um, for the first, I don't know, when was the last time we had an Australian golfer win the US Women's Open? But Minji Lee did, and she's a bloody superstar and holding the flag for introverts. Yes, go the introverts. <laughs> That's not you. That's not. What? <laughs> I you am. Just told me. Go introverts. Anyway, let's learn more about it. So let's welcome to the show. She is Female Pathway Manager for Golf Australia, Stacey Peters. Hi there, Stacey. Hey, yes, how are we? Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for joining us on this somewhat chaotic morning. Where You had a little co-host with you before, Zoe. Where did she go? Uh, she's making special uh, guest appearances throughout this interview, I would say. Um, <laughs> yeah, here we are. Hey, there Zoe. she is. Oh, oh Zoe. How old is Zoe? Uh, Zoe's just gone one, so hopefully uh, she'll be on her best behaviour throughout this, but she may make the odd appearance. To be honest, I hope that she's not on her best behaviour, but because <laughs> I, I'm long past those years, I, I kind of I get a, a really evil joy. <laughs> seeing I'm here for a full play. tantrum meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what my... Oh, no, you wouldn't, would you, Zoe? No, look at her. She's beautiful. All right, let's talk Minji Lee, though. What an amazing result. It's... um, I I have to say I'm not a golf uh, fan. I don't know much about golf. (laughs) I've never played it, Stacey, other than mini golf, and my husband will tell you it always ends in a tantrum from me. Does it? Yeah. Joey. Um, That's another story. We need to get you in the game. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) Um, but tell us about Minji Lee. Tell us, because there's a whole, you know, lots of Australians waking up to even her existence and her beautiful victory yesterday. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, obviously, it's been amazing to watch Minji over the past, what do we say, 10, 15 years, even coming up through the junior ranks in the national programs or state programs um, and into the rookie program in her professional years. Yeah, it's just been uh, an exciting time. Obviously, very exciting over the last 24 hours. But even, you know, prior to that, just watching her climb um, the world rankings um, and inspire, probably the biggest thing for us, you know, inspiring the next generation. You know, she's she really is such a huge role model in Australian golf, Australian women's golf. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's such an exciting time. So... Um, This is what I've read about her. I've read a really interesting story yesterday about the fact that she is, um, she doesn't kind of play the game off the course in the same way professional players are supposed to, in that she doesn't sort of court the sponsors. She's not, you know, a real sort of media player. What what can you say about that? Yeah, there has been a few comments about that, I'd say, over and especially over the past 24 hours that, you know, there's been a lot of comments going around like, oh, an Aussie company needs to get on her ASAP. Um, But, you know, when you talk of, yeah, Minji, she's generally a shy, sheltered sort of person and that's just the way she goes about things. I guess she likes to do things her way. Um, I don't want to say in her own little bubble, but it is a little bit, you know, she's not an outgoing sort of girl and you watch in interviews and stuff with her um you know it's not probably a part a part that comes with professional golf but she doesn't love that or thrive on that part of uh on part of the game but that just we all know that that comes with it and some do better at it than others Um, but it's not something that comes naturally to Minji it's definitely something that she's got better at because I guess she's had to and been thrown into the limelight um but we were actually laughing about it in the office yesterday um, how far she's come in that space because, you know, you watch back, there was interviews of her at the US Junior, which would have been, God, it must have been maybe 10 years ago. 
and the interview i mean she couldn't string two words together um so she's she's come a long way in that space even though people probably think she still struggles in that area I just think that's such a shame. I, I, I was just joking before about Introverts Unite, but I actually think that the world, and there's been lots written about this, the world is made for extroverts in that you get noticed more. I reckon people who are extroverts maybe get more job opportunities. And do you think it's sort of impacted perhaps her, not now because she's got this incredible prize money, but um, it might have even impacted her income over the years. Potentially, it could be. I probably haven't thought of it as much like that because it's very much in Minji's plate. You know, she lets the clubs do the talking. Um, but it definitely could be the case. You look at some people that, you know, uh, hey, let's not say she's probably, she's not lacking in some sponsors, but um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Aussie sponsors have, you know, jumped on board with her like the way they have with the Ash Barty. And, you know, yeah. both both girls have risen to the top of the sport. I'm not saying Ash is, you know, a massive uh, extrovert or anything, but she's been able to show um, her personality and stuff in Australia, whereas Minji probably hasn't had the opportunity to do that as much. And was she, um, was she expected to win? Like, was this like a big surprise or, you know, people in the sort of golfing arena, they sort of like, yeah, this is uh, Minji's time. Like she's definitely been building to this and, and this is expected and, you know, where, where to from here? Yeah, I wouldn't like to say it wasn't not expected, but it's so hard to win in golf. You know, there's 144 players every week. Um, but Minji, like her stats this year, and, you know, she has had a win this year already, but not in a major championship. Um, you know, so to get it to all come together on the week that you want to is is so hard in golf um, and probably does get underappreciated. Um, but I don't like to say we expected her to win this week, but, you know, we you're not going to fall over at a world number four winning. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you what, the office was an absolute buzz yesterday with excitement and the fact that she got it done and she's getting closer to world number one and all the things that, that come with it. And, but just, and, you know, so many young players and girls, you know, are, are seeing this and, you know, it's mm. all over the news here. Like it's it's massive for women's golf and Aussie golf, you know. It's a US Open. It's one of the yeah. biggest championships to win. Is it a big sport? I mean, you say it's so hard to win in golf. And again, I refer to my mini golf record <laughs> in, which, in which I am Do known in my play? family whenever we go traveling, I'm like, oh, let's play mini golf. And my husband will roll his eyes and say, are you sure? Because he knows eventually I'll throw a tantrum because he'll beat me. And I think he cheats. But it is very hard to win in golf, even mini. But is it a big sport for, right. is it a big sport for, for girls and women? Is there, um, you're the pathway manager. How do you get them, play, us, playing? Yeah, it's, um, is it a big sport in Australia? Percentage-wise, no, no, it's not. Um, but that's something at Golf Australia that we're really trying to grow and grow. And, you know, a lot of new initiatives to try and help get women and girls into the game, whether that's, you know, like um, having having a lot of females together in one group, you know, more of a social outing. Like golf, let's be honest, it can be an intimidating sport. Like are you intimidated to go and play? Um, why why yeah. do you not play? Well, um, I mean, I'm not I'm not natural with a ball. Um, Me either, Joey. <laughs> I quite like, I quite like, um, I like the idea that I can do it while I drink. <laughs> yeah, you like the, the yeah, social. There's different types of golf. You know, there is like mini golf. There's still golf. You mean you probably don't play the traditional golf? 
But, you know, there's lots of initiatives out there to be trying to get, you know, females and uh, girls involved in the game. That is a, a massive thing at Golf Australia right now. We need to increase. There is such a gap in participation in the female side of things. Like, yes, sport mm. in general, but golf, golf is a big one. And, you know, role models. And, like, working in high performance, that is just, that is the massive role of ours mm. to create role models like Minji Lee that inspires the next generation. Yeah. And, and sorry, Joey, what's, what, what are the pathways for, for, you know, getting to a professional level here in Australia? I know a family friend of mine used to play golf. She was expected to be big and she went to America and got, you know, the, the scholarship at the universities over there. Is that sort of what the, what the pathway is here or is there, there's sort of more Australian based stuff? Yeah. I mean, the, the college system is definitely, it is a pathway, but it's just one pathway. Um, for the female side of things, I think the college pathway is quite a good option because the competition level in the States is quite is quite high and we don't exactly have uh, the depth here at the moment. Yep. Hopefully we, we're getting there, but we don't, uh, we don't right now. But pathways within um, Australian golf, you know, it's sort of like a tier-based system. Tier one, two, three, four, Zoe's trying to join us here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so we have state programs, which are which are like the tier two and three based where they do training sessions weekly um, as a group. And that's that not, not necessarily females or males. It's uh, joint yep. um, that involves gym sessions. And then there might be national camps on top of that um, where we all get together from all the state programs to come to one place at one time. Service providers involved in that. Um, and then the rookie program, which is the tier one program, and that's for professionals. That's what um, Minji Lee was involved in. Yep. Um, and that's just for your first five years of professional golf, like to assist that transition, I guess, from amateur to professional. If that does that yeah. kind of make sense? Yeah. But yeah, so, totally. but what happens? Because I guess there's two things that are, are popping up for me as far as golf is concerned. One is I only really, other than my mother-in-law, I only know men who play. And it feels like it's a bit of that boys club scenario in that it's either, you know, uh, corporate deals are done on the golf course with men only kind of activities or it's the boys weekend away, which is just feral. And I can't even imagine what goes on when they go and play golf and they come home with their orange green jacket that they've been passing around for, you know, 15 years. It's that kind of, you know, boysy sort of environment. So therefore I'm not going to, that's not for me. But also my daughter, you know, there's there's little, there's, you know, there's like basketball and there's footy and there's soccer for kids. But is there golf for kids? Yeah, so like, again, like some programs that we have within Golf Australia and that are within the clubs, like a, let's say My Golf. Um, that's an initiative from ages five to 12. Um, and like an introductory program, you know, some coaching, some clinics, and then to leading up to getting the kids on the course. And that's sort of all done in group situations, I guess, like like other sports, like whether like tennis, or they do that with tennis, pee wee, pee wee tennis, like, um, yeah, yeah, or like Hot smaller shots. versions of it. Hot shots, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So sim- similar sort of thing, but the golfing version of it. So there is within, you know, if you went down to your local club, most likely there would be a my golf program. Mm, yes. Well, I could suggest it to my daughter. <laughs> Keep her on the footy field, Joey. Yeah, she's Keep her on the footy much field. happier on the footy field. But I must say, when I see someone like I'll Minji Lee. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's just an amazing uh, victory, and we're so happy for Minji Lee. And I'm really happy that Australia is sort of waking up to her because, um, you know, yeah. as I said, 
just because she's not an extrovert. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's an exciting time. They get everything. It is an exciting time. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Stacey. I'm so happy for you know the the buzz that was around your office yesterday. That's just awesome. And thanks also to Zoe for joining us. Thanks, Stacey. No worries. Thank you very much uh, for having us on. And hopefully, the buzz around Australia lasts uh, you know longer than the 24 hours. Broad Radio, talking inspo we love, info we need, and sharing more of us. Watch and listen live every Tuesday, 9am, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at broadradio.com.au or find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn at Broad Radio Oz. Talk to us live. Call on 1300 8 Broad. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere, every time, everywhere. On the train, we'll be here. 2am existential crisis... We've got you covered. Broad Radio. Here for more. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, uh, Bryony, we've talked sport. Yes, We've Joe. talked your, uh, you know, throwing yourself into AFLW and what we're seeing of you as a sports broadcaster. But prior to that... Yes, you're a singer first and foremost. Yes, I am. Yeah. How did that come about? Like, how long have you been doing the gigs? Yeah, um, I reckon close to like 10 years now. Um, but I didn't, like, I, I didn't always um, get the gigs. I, I just, um, I, I was never, um, I didn't grow up being a singer. I didn't grow up in a musical household or anything like that. I actually... Um, I got to about 23, 24, and I just was like dreadfully unhappy in my job. I was a sales rep. I had a car, I had the house, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, why aren't I happy? And I was like in a therapy session and she was like, well, what do you, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I've never been asked that question before. I'd never thought, what do I actually want to do? She's like, if money didn't matter at all, what are you doing? I'd be like... I want to be a singer in a band. And she was like, well, no, don't, like, yeah, don't we for all? Like a, for like a real job. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I'm going to be a singer in a band. So I literally like that day I quit my job. I quit my job. I put my house on the market and um, one of my clients, I knew played guitar and I was like, hey, do you want to start a band? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, great. And then that's just sort of where it started. And since then, I've toured the US twice, I've toured Europe three times, um, and I've just had 
the best time ever writing my own music now i'm in a like a, a cover band we play all these corporate shows called midnight mix and we just get to do and hang out with the best people and you know sing songs and it's just i've never been at such a great point in my life in my career mm. but there was a time where i just could not get a gig right i was like you know i could sing like if i was at a karaoke bar I'd be like Woo! you know and be like yeah yeah <laughs> that's a little bit different when it's just you know you and a guitarist or something like that so yeah i definitely have had to um develop my my voice and my performance and stuff like that but um and do yeah. you have people people must ask you this all the time how did you then break in to getting the gigs and you know you do massive gigs now you've yeah. done mardi gras melbourne cup you know yeah. i've seen you're mad for a a, a, a stage leap oh yeah stage drive love a stage drive yeah um i mean where you won't crowd surf is not worth crowd surfing yeah yeah yeah, pretty much yeah pretty much i've been doing it a lot this week actually (laughs) last month yeah um i we started like open mic nights at the vineyard on tuesday nights right like classic, iconic. The vineyard in St Kilda. Right. What Back a in place. The day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Haven't we had some <laughs> nights there? Yes. Um, and then it just sort of went from there. Um, I ended up getting onto a uh, music producer, like Grammy Award winning music producer in LA. And I sent him a song and he was like, uh, yeah, he like wrote back to me. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I ended up, I was like, I'm I'm gonna be in LA next week anyway. I'll come and meet you. And he's like, great. And I was like, booking a ticket to LA. <laughs> and I went there, and he had um, he'd organised Gina Shock from the Go Go's, the drummer from oh the Go Go's, to be in the writing session. Wow. And she just calls like Alanis Morissette's bass player. And then I've got all these people in a studio on um um, what is it? Santa Monica Boulevard. I mean, and I was just like, what? has happened right now this is like one of the best times i had pneumonia at the time like my my body went oh you've got a great opportunity sick (laughs) um but yeah it was just it was amazing it just sort of went went from there the the um, in america they're just they see the bigger picture they Mm. see something in you um whereas in australia i really 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 struggled to get any kind of traction here mm, you know yeah. sending my demos and emails and this to to music industry people there was one person i sent um uh, an email to in australia in australia yeah. uh, and they they managed some some big people and she wrote back to me and she was like i can't believe you've sent this to me oh. like the attachment was too large You've got no uh, thought and consideration for my mobile phone data plan. <laughs> it's such a shame that there's so many of you approaching like this. I don't know why you told me about a gig uh, in Sydney when we're based in Melbourne, but she just like went through me. And my poor little 20-year-old heart in there just was like breaking. And my friend, I was like, oh, my God, I just got this um, this email and my friend read it and he was like, okay, um, why don't you write an email back that you would like to write to her and just don't send that and, yep. then, and then we'll come up with one. And I was like, yeah, great idea. Mm. So I just wrote back and I was like, thanks for the advice. <laughs> I'll take it on board. <laughs> 
And she wrote back, she's like, have a great day. Best of luck with everything. And I was like. Have you seen her since? No. Okay. No. Probably a good thing. Uh, if, if I, I'm, <laughs> I know that I'm going to see her in my life together. Someone's <laughs> going to say her name and I'm going to be like. I'm going to be like a little meerkat and I'm going to be like. Um, but I printed off that email and I like mm. took it with me. I like put it in my diary like when I went and travelled and I was like. I just, you're right. Americans see promise and they're yeah. excited by it yeah. and they want to be a part of this joyous journey for you. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, we just are so down on each other. Yeah, it's real. I hate to like say what mm. everyone says, but it's like real tall poppy mm. syndrome. And it's like, oh, do you think you're cool? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Don't be up yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. You're so up yourself. You're so up yourself, Bronnie. It drives me nuts because yeah. I'm like, how can you do anything if you don't believe in yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Be up yourself. Yeah. Be as up yourself as you want. Get you up yourself. Like disappear up your own ass <laughs> if it takes that. Why not? I just love that. And honestly, because yes, again, I keep going back to this and we're, we're about to actually welcome to the show Kerry Sackfield, who has, I know, lots of opinions about raising She's kids. heaps up herself. She's so up herself. She's so <laughs> up herself. But for myself, raising my daughter, I just want to build her to the point where she has so much in, like, I, I feel like I'm putting credit in a bank yeah. for her confidence because yeah. when she's out in the world people will take they will take out of that yeah. Yeah, I oh, need to deposit 100%. as much as I can because people will knock her down that's right? exactly what my mum did no oh, yeah, and look 100%. at you now and she was like sport I've got to get Bryony into sport yeah and that's that's what she did and I wasn't allowed to have um toys that were like that's all women are worth type thing like yeah. I wasn't allowed to have the oven or the yeah. like the vacuum cleaner that had like the bubble like things mm. no yeah. she was like not for you. Not for me. All right. Well, let's get to heaps up herself, Kerry Sackville, <laughs> author and columnist. Hi there, Kerry. I'm feeling so up myself at the moment. <laughs> you bloody look at I'm Kerry. Great. I mean, look at you with your gorgeous yeah. hair and your amazing lipstick. Oh, you've pulled it together today at very late notice. Thank you so much. I, I really did. You know, I, I was preparing for a morning of slouching around in my pajamas. So I've still got my pajamas on. I just have a different top. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I would be disappointed if you'd got fully dressed. Oh, oh God. God, you know I never get fully dressed unless there's an absolute emergency. Come on. <laughs> this is not an emergency. Um, you wrote a fantastic column this week with regards to the Queen's Jubilee and a very poorly behaved toddler. Little Mr. Well, sorry, Prince. Prince Louis. God, that was fun. I mean, I found the pageant to be quite dull in the probably three minutes that I watched, but Louis was <laughs> the absolute highlight. Here is a little, you know, four-year-old kid who is, what did he do? He stuck out his tongue. Um, he made faces. His mother tried to discipline him and, you know, he put his he put his thumb to his nose and waggled yeah, his fingers. Yeah, he did that old school the, one, right? I hadn't seen yeah, the that old school in one. ages. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the preschool equivalent of the middle finger, I think. He's probably just too young to actually know the middle finger. Give him another year or two and he'll be up with that as well. If he was an Australian uh, kid, he, he would. 100%. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and what else did he do? When his mother, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge, I actually got schooled by someone online today for not referring to her by her correct title. I'd called her Kate, Duchess of Cambridge, and of course it's Catherine, Duchess of oh. Cambridge. Um I mean, I was going to call her K-Mid, but I'm not sure if that would <laughs> take off. But she tried to school him. She tried to discipline her son. And he actually reached over and put his hand, his tiny little hand over her mouth. And it was just fantastic. 
And of course, the internet went wild. You know, Kate cannot control her children. Um, this kid is showing signs of psychological problems. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's been abused by his nannies. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, you know, he's going to be trouble. He's being like Harry. I mean, he was being like a four-year-old boy. And, yes. Uh, and she was so which, stoic. I mean, did you see the look on her face? She was just like, I'm going to try and ignore this as long as I can. <laughs> And she just had Oh, that's that... a face that we all get, yeah, in, in supermarkets. And I used to have it myself, and I see it in supermarkets now all the time. The face of the mother whose child is having a tantrum on the floor. My son actually used to say to me at the age of about two or three um, through till probably six or seven, he would lie on the floor and he would say, look up and say, just having a little tantrum, and then proceed <laughs> to beat his little hands and fists on the floor. And in that moment, I could see it on Kate's face. You know, in that moment, you're thinking, what do I do? You know, do I let them have this little tantrum? Do I gently try to discipline them? Or do I go, you know, full Monty with the stick and kind of beat them into submission? Um, because you can't win either way, can you? You know, if she'd, if she'd gone too far and spoke harshly to him or held his hands or, or looked mm. like she was angry, she mm. would have been slammed for that. If she'd done nothing, she would have been slammed. So she was trying to take the middle, the middle road, which is just be calm and say, yes. please, Prince Louis, behave. And Honest to God, if I had to go through the early childhood years in front of the whole world, I would be, It'd be rough, you know, I, I would be hospitalised by now. Yeah, well, more I, so than I already have been. Because I would, I think, in that situation, just take him out, right? Just that's it, we're out. And yeah, I, but, you know, do you want to go outside? Um, but you can't do that when the world is watching and it's the Queen's Jubilee. And don't you like normally like when you take your kids somewhere where you know they have to sit down, don't you bring like toys? Like I just wanted to, to like hand him the iPad and be <laughs> yeah. like, just play your fucking little game, you know, and it's just <laughs> like, you know, give them the iPad. I used to go Doesn't around. Shut them up? Yeah, yeah you go around with a bag. Yeah, you go around mm. with a bag of stuff and you have, you know, at, at the very least you have paper and pens, you have a little toy, um, you have your snacks because, I mean, my kids could not go 15 minutes without a snack. Even now, we'll go out, you know, <laughs> on a car trip that's like an hour and a half and we need to stop the snacks. Um, and then, of course, there's there's the iPhone. I mean, are the mm. royals allowed to have iPhones? I don't know. Mm, maybe don't they're know. not. Maybe they don't know what an iPad is. Well, because security-wise, perhaps they're not allowed to have that kind of thing because they could be Yeah, hacked. imagine if you gave... Prince Louis the iPhone and he was tweeting from the royal account. Now that would be something to say. So I also liked your point though, let's not squash our four-year-olds. Like I just think let's let kids be that. Yeah, well, what I was saying is, you know, parenting is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you honestly can't tell what a child is going to be like. I know the whole thing, give me the child at age seven and I'll show you the man. But you know, my one of my kids that I was referring to was really difficult at the age of three or four, and they're now just an incredible adult. And you've got to play the long game with parenting, and you can't judge a four-year-old who's naturally ebullient or naturally challenging or, or you know, neurodiverse or whatever on what they're going to be like as an adult. Um, and again, kids aren't meant to be contained like that, and kids aren't meant to sit down for three hours at a time. No. It's hard enough getting kids to sit for an hour at a cafe. Is that you know, how long and, he and had to sit of, there for? Three hours? Yeah, it was three like hours. A, oh, unbelievable. I wouldn't be able to do that as I, an adult. I'm getting... No, and the thing is, royals are... We expect royals to be... <laughs> moving around. Um, you know, we expect royals to be kind of superhuman. And this is the whole thing about the monarchy. They're actually just people. They're just normal people who've been put into a really strange situation and born into a really weird family. Mm, and yes. maybe it's kind of another reason to look at the whole idea of the monarchy and... 
and think these aren't actually people who are sent by God to rule over us. They're just normal kids who are trained to do a certain job. Yeah. Yesterday I was at work and people were like, oh, isn't the Queen fantastic? And I'm like, I couldn't give a shit about the Queen. I'm not, I'm not into the royals at all. Um, and the pomp and ceremony that's surrounding, you know, her life. I'm like, yeah, well, she's done well, but she's had a pretty good support system yeah, just, <laughs> to get her there. She's like, had a little bit of help, hasn't yeah, she? That's right. Are you into just a it? tad? Are you just into a, it, Karen? Am I into it? Yeah. Oh, God no, God no. I mean, I did find though that that I mean, I wrote this piece really about parenting. But if you want something to go viral, you write about the royal family. I mean, my, that, I, I've never had so much feedback on my social media as I have writing about the royals. People are completely obsessed with them. And I found that my piece has been shared by all these accounts that I didn't know existed. You know, there's there's an Italian fan page for the royal family. There's a French one. There's there's people who are you know, just sitting there reading all the hashtags, hashtag Princess Kate, hashtag Prince Louis. People are really passionate about it and and... It is not something that I can relate to. I mean, I'm passionate about certain things, but most of them are things I can drink and eat. So um, <laughs> that doesn't really resonate with me. Um, and, oh, my cat's here. I'm passionate about you too, Penny. Um, and, you know, I wonder what's going to happen when Elizabeth eventually shuffles off this mortal coil because I, I can't imagine people being quite as passionate about Charles. Do Lovely you think Charles. so? He doesn't. No. He doesn't really Poor seem old like Charlie. He's gonna oh. be. He's not gonna be great, is he? He's just gonna he's be a... like, all right. Then he's, he's a little... <laughs> but that's why. <laughs> that's why people. That's why people have attached themselves to Kate because she and yeah. William are going to save the monarchy, apparently. But I'm just like, again, yeah. you know when people say, oh, she's so charming. Look, she goes and she listens to people and shakes their hand and she really takes an interest. I'm like, it is not hard to be nice to people. That is your no, job. it's not. It's your one job. It, it's her job. Some days it is. I tell you Some what. days it is really <laughs> hard to be nice. But, and you just lock yourself in a room on that day. You know what I mean? You just don't put yourself around people. Or maybe but imagine you couldn't. Imagine you couldn't. Mm. Imagine if on a day where you feel really shitty and you haven't had your coffee or your coffee, you know, the milk didn't froth as well as it should, and you go out and you have to be nice to all of these people and show interest and ask them the same questions over and over. It would be like a cocktail party every day. I mean, mm. I hate cocktail parties. Standing around making small talk is like my idea of hell. And to have to do that all day, every day would just slay me. So good on her. I mean, yeah, she's, she's doing her job very stoically. She has amazing hair. Great you know, hair. Oh, have I have long been... hair like that. She has the most beautiful hair and I have been jealous of it since she came on the scene, I must say. That blow, whoever's doing that blow wave yes. is, is highly skilled. Yeah. But she, that, that's, that's, that's rich girl hair, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's I've got a pony yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah, this this is a, this is. I woke up and found out I was going to be doing broad radio <laughs> and quickly spray product on my hair hair. Yeah, oh, it's very you've different. Done well. Yeah, yeah. You've done well. Is, thank you. you is that fabulous. thank you? Is that dry shampoo hair? <laughs> is that dry shampoo? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, you've done. You've it actually done very is, well. and it smells really strong, which oh, is probably look. why my cat is, is getting a bit distressed. I tell you, I know <laughs> dry shampoo hair from a <laughs> long way away because I am. Do I'm you a, dry shampoo that? Oh, I'm mad for it. Do you? Yeah, I don't yeah. dry shampoo this. Yeah. Oh, it's just natural. Yeah. Closer to God. I mean, it's definitely not natural. <laughs> There's a bit in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kez, thank you so much for joining us. And I celebrate you and your support for parents and, you know, ill-behaved children all around the world. 
and just being up myself in all sorts of ways. <laughs> totally up yourself. I was going to say something again, Kerry, but I decided not to. Well, look, it's the hair. You know, with hair like this, how can I not be up myself? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we'll see you again soon, Kes. Bye-bye. Well, we made it to the end of this madcap show, Franny. How lovely! <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I was for? like, that was a that was a quick one. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. I was like, just sitting back like this, like waiting for the advert. And I was like, no, no we, okay. are, we are we are back. back on. Yes. Um, so, um, what's next for you? Next for me, um, well, we've got another season of AFLW coming up yeah. at the end of August, which is really really exciting. Um, I love not having to wait like a whole another year um, to get stuck into the mm. AFLW. So that's good. Um, I'm hopefully going to be... Are the players be... okay with it? Because there was a lot of talk around whether there was enough, you know, pre-season time. And it was talked about a lot, mm. um, especially with four expansion clubs and everything like that. Um, and it's sad for the players who copped some serious injuries um, during that season because they're going to now miss another season. Mm. Um, but most of the players that I talked to... It's like, do you want to play more footy? And they're like, yes, please. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you can see that the the passion is there and they're, they're pretty excited. Yeah. And for you, uh, beyond that, music? Beyond that, yeah, just yeah. Um, just we're, we're um, about to go into, um, you know, event season just comes around uh, pretty quickly again. So once, um, once the winter season is over, we'll be straight back into it, um, play some shows at Graysland and that kind of stuff. So it's just I'm singing, I'm emceeing, mm. I'm hosting, mm. and it's really good. All right. As the person who is not on the stage singing, I'm always in the audience. What is the number one song you love to sing that, you, that gets people <laughs> up and about? I hate it. I hate to say this, but it's Mr. Brightside. Oh, it's it a ripper. Is, it is an absolute ripper. People go nuts for it and I always get out in the audience and like get up on a chair and I'm like yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah that's your, as soon as they hear that ding, 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 <laughs> they're like people are like oh yes so, I love it I can't I would love to be in an audience one time you for should you I should come along on Gatecrash one yes your absolutely next I'll corporate put on social media Joey yes. yeah yeah thanks for uh being with us on Broadway will you come back I will absolutely come back I've had an absolute ball and uh thank you to our amazing guests who joined us today at very short notice and we will I promise have Audrey Aura and Madonna King Maybe next week. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Yes. But we will be back with Broad Radio next week. We'll see you then. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 